The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Regina Doherty is a Fine Gael Senator and Mick Parry is a Socialist TD for Cork North Central and they're both with me again for this week's edition of Common Ground. Uh, before I speak to either of them, I just want to remind you a little bit about uh, the, well, protests as some people are calling it, the thuggery outside the Dáil uh, last week outside Leinster House and you might remember on the day that happened we spoke to the independent TD Michael Healy-Ray about his experience. Take a listen. That young girl, so forget about me now for a minute. And forget about everybody, but think about that young girl. She's a student. She's here to learn about politics. She was shoved. She was pushed. And all I'll say to you about this is when that started, she had her mobile phone firmly inside in her pocket. And when that altercation finished, her mobile phone was gone. So that was uh, uh, Michael Healy-Ray speaking to us. Michael Healy-Ray and that young intern and the guards that were with them were assaulted. I mean, there's no other word to describe people getting pushed around on the street outside Leinster House. Anyway, in the context or in the fallout from that, uh, the uh, thuggery was widely condemned, as you would imagine. But Mick Barry, the narrative evolved then, as narratives tend to do. And uh, a criticism of the far left began to emerge as well. Just as bad as the far right, said some. What say you? As someone who would be described by some as the far, do you describe yourself as the far left? Uh, I wouldn't oppose the description, although I prefer to be described as the socialist left. Okay. Um, and I think what we heard from Michael Healy Ray there, um, I mean, we've also seen similar scenes, uh, although unfortunately not the same level of outrage from the political establishment outside of our libraries, uh, outside of our refugee accommodation centres uh, as well. There has, of course, been an attempt in the last week to paint the the socialist left and the far right as twins, I would argue Mm. uh, that they are opposites. Uh, So the the socialist left stand for workers' rights. The far right are anti-union. The socialist left stand for a national rent freeze. Far right are opposed to this. They say that that would be communist interference in uh, property rights. The socialist left are anti-racist. The far right are racist to the core. The socialist left uh, campaigned for marriage equality and repeal bitterly opposed by the far right who try now to roll back the clock. So one one side stands for progress. The other side stands, in my view, uh, for a reaction. And I'll just briefly say Mm. that there was a quote that did catch my eye in the Irish Times today, very different from some of the other commentary. Una Malali, who said that the political entity that has countered this threat, the threat of the far right, on our streets, in communities and in Parliament, most consistently has been... Solidarity, people before profit. And I think that can be backed up by facts. I think the the 20,000 that came on the streets in February was a a coalition, but I think that at the forefront of it was the socialist left. Um, The libraries, the mobilisations in defence of the libraries in Limerick and Cork, the socialist left has been a key part of that. And the attempt, unfortunately not successful, to defend the asylum seekers in Sandwich Street, again, socialist word to the fore of that. So very much the case uh, twins, you're having me on, is the absolute opposite. One stands for progress, the other stands for reaction. Regina, do you see them as twins, opposite ends of the one spectrum, but so opposite? This is the horseshoe argument that they, they meet around at the other side. I, I actually never heard a horseshoe argument until this week. Um, I, I think what Mick has described is two very separate and distinct political ideologies, and they couldn't be further from each other, right? They are really broad ends of the, the spectrum that I classify myself as being in the middle, um, a centre potentially a centre-left politician. But actually, you know, that's not got really anything to do with the elements of protest that we've seen over the years that have turned angry, that have turned violent. 
And they aren't just unique to the people that were there last week or as Megha described the horrendous scenes in Sandwich Street where human beings at the centre um, of their violence and the vitriol were damaged, hurt, you know, and, and cruelly treated. To back when we had protests in Jobstown. Now, I know Paul Murphy spent his night last night trying to defend that and Mick will probably do the same. Protests are absolutely vital for everything. I mean, I've had numerous protests outside my home from both the left and the right. I've had people praying with candles on one particular issue and saying rosaries outside my house. I've had anti-austerity people outside my house every Sunday for a month, uh, for two or three hours. The outcome was the same. Me or my kids couldn't get out of our house for a couple of hours. Now that is peaceful and it doesn't bother me. And it, you know, I'd rather it wasn't at my house, but that's grand. We've had, I'm, I'm 13 years in the doll, um, in, in Leinster House. I've witnessed year on year bucket loads of protests. Today was a perfect example of a very loud, rambunctious, you know, very effective protest. They shut shop at three o'clock. All their neatly, you know, packed up posters were put away. There wasn't an ounce of trouble and there wouldn't have been an ounce of fear in somebody like me going out and talking to them as we did this morning, right? That last week was not the same. Mm. Last week was absolutely vile, horrendous. And I have to, and I know there's been criticisms in the last week of our Gardaí Shikhan and I'm going to refute them. We were told exactly what to do, when to do. We were absolutely warned and pleaded with by guards at the front gate of Kildare Street not to go out. And so I'd really have to question why people did go out, even though you should obviously be entitled to be able to come and go in your workplace. And I I totally accept that. But there's a level of similarity and it isn't about the ideology. You know, I totally agree that Mick has done enormous benefits, particularly because the socialist left, we would call as being very inclusive in their protests and try to stand up for people, whereas what we have and what we're now calling the right are absolutely exclusionary, vile, despicable, racist, right? But sometimes that does spill over to being the same. And I know Mick will say Jobstown was a peaceful protest. I have to tell you, if I was in my car for three hours with that crowd around me banging on my car and policemen having to scurry me from one car, I don't think I would have called that a peaceful protest. Now, they're not quite the same because the venom last week was different, but the anger... In, in these kind of protests were similar. We had similar things when Sinn Féin stormed Leinster House in 2010 and got the fright of their life when somebody opened the gates and they all fell on their, on their knobs, you know. But it's when protests become fueled with anger, with ignorance, with bitterness, with bile, that's when they become the same. The ideologies okay. couldn't be further from apart. As I said, socialists are very inclusive um, and I would agree with a lot of what they do from an inclusion perspective. Okay. The right are absolutely exclusionary, but mm-hmm. anger is the, the similar... Yeah. Mick, so the right don't have a monopoly on on bile and ignorance, that there are those on the far left who can exhibit the same uh, degree. Okay, so uh, I'm going to briefly try and deal with the the Jobstown issue because it's the issue that is brought up uh, again and again. Mm. Uh, The protest in Jobstown in 2014 uh, was not organised by any political faction. It wasn't organised by the socialist left. It was organised spontaneously from within a community that had been devastated by austerity and hammered by a Fine Gael Labour Party uh, uh, government. Um, the left decided, rightly in my view, to stand with that community uh, on the day. Uh, and the left also played a key role in ensuring that that protest ended in an organised and a peaceful fashion. And Paul Murphy was hauled in front of the courts and the courts basically backed up that point of view, a jury of his peers at the time. In fact, the most threatening thing that happened in the course of the water charges uh, debacle, I would argue, actually came from a minister in the government that Regina supported. When Phil Hogan went on national television and told the nation, including vulnerable people, that if they did not pay the water charges, 
their uh, water supply would be reduced to a trickle. And I felt he said it with a degree of uh, of relish. I thought to myself, "There's a real uh, there's a real blue shirt in uh, in you by in relation to uh, uh, that." But the campaign, which was first and foremost a campaign of non-payment, a million households, but also militant protests, like we saw in Jobstown, resulted in the abolition of the water charges. And in doing so, in doing so, I'll just finish this point. Mm. In doing so, it prevented the privatisation of water because if there had been a profit to be made out of it, we'd have seen it privatised by Fine Gael and, and Fianna Fáil, just like we've seen with our bins and So, sorry, and, and Jobstown was different or Jobstown was the same, but you just like the results? Militant protests like we've seen in Jobstown resulted in positive outcomes. So that means it's okay. It's not okay, Mick. Like, the positive outcome is fine. And you can say what you like about Phil Hogan, the policy. The, the national protest of non-payment was a super... We've had this conversation here before. It was a superb example of people power and protest because it got exactly the result that they sought for. A militant protest against two women um, and a, a school, an educational facility in Tala. That was acceptable because I'm sorry it's not acceptable. Protests are allowed all day, every day, in certain environments when they're peaceful. That was not peaceful. I made my point. That's why we've had I've made the my examples points. this week drawn between what happened last Wednesday and what happened in Jobstown. Okay. So it's a fair. I've made my point about Jobstown, and I'm not not going to to dwell on them. People will have can make up their own minds, but in reality, people, are, people made their own minds yeah. up ten years ago in relation to this. The the point that I would make here is that we have had an extraordinary situation in this country mm. in the last week where we had a, a menacing, aggressive, far-right protest verging on a blockade of the doll last week. And uh, large sections of the media in this country, right, have chosen, instead of, for example, interest asking what would be a very interesting question, right, are there TDs and senators in the doll who have very friendly relations, right, with some of the organisers of that protest and I believe the answer to that is yes and I can think of about you half a dozen names. With the people who I can think about half a dozen names straight off the bat. Don't worry, Karen, you're getting very worried looking yeah, now. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone did that at the name. show last week and we spent the first hour of the show dealing with it today. Name so. them here anyway. and there, right? But, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that here. But instead, we, instead of focusing in on something like that, which would have been worthwhile, huge sections of the media have decided to go after the socialist left. We've seen it from Alison O'Connor, Fionnán Sheehan, Brenda Power in the Daily Mail, the Sunday Times in the Irish Independent, uh, and to an extent Mick Clifford in The Examiner and on RTE uh, last night as well. Just extraordinary, right? When we need to, to combat the menace from the far right with their yeah. racism, with their xenophobia, with their homophobia, that you've got sections of the media taking this as an opportunity to try and take digs yeah. at the socialist left. I don't left. think any of them really would have any sympathy with the people protesting last week. They just, it's their own view that they would have uh, uh, frowned always on the likes of Jobstown. Yes, it is. And it's a well-known fact. All right. But to make that the topic of conversation for an entire week now, when we we need to focus on the question of how do we deal with the threat of the far right and fascism uh, in society just shows that there's the, you know, can you trust the establishment to really deal with mm. the, uh, the far right? There's a reason why the socialist left uh, and ordinary working class people, uh, in my opinion, are 
the the real solid foundation for a campaign against the far right. I think think the militant protest that Mick describes in Jovestown, the hypocrisy of his stand, I think, speaks for itself. But I do agree with them. Um, We need to have a serious conversation, not just in the media, in our WhatsApp groups, in our homes, but we need to have it in the Parliament about the real fear. Most of it spread from disinformation, but it's still landing. The real fear that's actually landing on normal people's shoulders and they start to question our immigration policy. They're starting to question our our inclusivity and our legal laws around the LGBT community. They're starting to question abortion rights. Like, we need to start having proper, not in the margin conversations, proper conversations to alleviate those fears and to dispel the QAnon conspiracy bull that Mm -hmm. we get. And actually, it never ceases to amaze me that people can actually believe some of the stuff because it's so outrageous, but people are believing it. And they're believing it in the absence of people like me and Mick having rational conversations about the centre and the fact that the centre has to hold. It isn't about the far left or about the far right. It's about centrist policies that are inclusive, that are compassionate. And it means that we can all live in this island and be tolerant and accepting of each other. And that's the conversations we need to have. Regina Doherty, Finnegale Senator, Mick Barry, Social TV for Cork North Central. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.